This is Real Sex with Dr. Noel. I'm Dr. Noel Pomeroy, a clinical sexologist and licensed mental health counselor. I'm going to be talking to guests about sex scenes from movies and TV that they find the most memorable. Maybe it's because it caused them to have a personal epiphany. It could be a scene they've watched hundreds of times for research purposes. Or it could be the first thing they ever learned about sex. Let's find out. Today's guest is a repeat guest. My husband of 16 years, Rich Jones. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Your first repeat guest. Yes. And I want to say that the reason you're a repeat guest already, even though we're on episode 11, is we're a small podcast just starting out. I'm not Joe Rogan, despite the size of my chest and my bald head. (laughs) I don't have Joe Rogan type resources. I have real sex with Dr. Noel type resources. So... You are far more classy than Joe Rogan. Oh, well, thank say. you. I don't really know Joe Rogan, but... But I, I also want to say... Joe Rogan, I'm you, sorry. Well, thank you for say. loving your wife more than you love Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's so incredibly healthy. Also, we got more positive feedback from your episode than we've received for all episodes. So... And the fact that you happen to live in the same building with me where we record this is just really convenient. All right. So thank you. I'm happy to be back. I enjoyed the last episode. I thought it was fun and enlightening. And I watched more sex scenes than I've probably seen in quite a while. And uh, having our kids in the uh, other room while it was happening wasn't uncomfortable by any stretch. Of course. And how did you respond to the fandom that it occurred from being on this non-John Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, I think I've done okay with it. Okay. Uh, I think it. I think my head didn't get too big. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Okay. It's already. Glad to hear. Some it. could say it. It's already big enough. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, you it, could say that. It's adequate. Okay. Thank you. So the first. It's not the first movie time I've heard that. By the way. <laughs> that we're going to watch today, the sex scene from, comes from a suggestion from a listener. Really? All right. Julie says, okay, Noel, the one you must talk about. Or whoever about, runs this account, she said. Okay. Okay. Which is you. Because I have such an elaborate staff. Yep. Yep. Uh, the one you must talk about is from the movie Set It Off. It's with Jada Pinkett Smith and Blair Underwood. You cannot unsee it. The movie is 25 years old, but it's still worthy. Also, it contrasts the sexual experience her character has earlier in the movie. Hmm. So this movie's from 1996. And earlier in the film, Jada Pinkett Smith needs some money. So she has a transactional sexual experience with a character, an older man. I think his name is Charles Robinson, I think is the actor's Hmm. name. And basically, she just lays on the bed in missionary position, and he just pumps. And she's uncomfortable and not liking it. It's very transactional. Is it hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars? Do you know? I don't think it's thousands. Okay. So later in the movie, she meets very steamy, attractive businessman Blair Underwood. Mm. 
if you remember him from L.A. Law. Oh, I remember from L.A. Law. He, that's where I got my first crush on Blair Underwood, <laughs> actually, is from L.A. Law. <laughs> Harry Hamlin. Um, Corbin Burnson. Yeah, I was... Jill kinda, Eikenberry. Oh, Jill Eikenberry, I had a thing for. You did. In a weird you way. You seem more of a Susan Day person. No, no, it was a Jill Eikenberry for some reason. I think oh. the name Jill. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, the Jack and Jill that went up the hill? Do you get aroused <laughs> when you listen to that? Yeah, woo. <laughs> I'll fetch your pail of water. <laughs> okay, so here we are. Blair Underwood and Jada Pinkett Smith are going to get intimate in this scene. And I want to point something out. Are you Beyond the fact that he's always a lawyer, because he always plays a lawyer. Yeah, that's possible. He did in a movie, uh, Just Cause, in the 90s, he played a criminal. Oh, okay. Um, I think he was a serial killer. Anyway, how would you describe, if you're familiar with Jada, that this is objectifying her, I apologize, but there's something I want you to notice in mm. the scene. Would you call her a petite woman, Jada yes, Pinkett Smith? Yes, yes. She does not appear to be tall. She appears to be very skinny. She appears to be somewhat shorter. Yes, so, I want you to yeah. keep that in mind when okay. you see this scene. I've always so, thought she had beautiful eyes. She does, yeah. absolutely. So here we go. Set it off. So here they are. SWV, is that who sings this mm -hmm. song? Mm-hmm. He's gently caressing her topless body. And she sit. he's sitting, she's standing up, so she's lording over him. Lording over her. Okay, and there, there, immediately there's oil. Yeah. Well, it's very sensual. Lots of lit candles. Yeah. Very soft touching. Is that her hands? Yeah. Yes. There's and rose his, petals. Yeah. And oil. And mm -hmm. Who does that? Okay, so there, look at that. He is rubbing her lower back Whoa. to her booty. That's quite a booty, actually. <laughs> it was very round. What's with the gold chain? Why do we have to see the gold chain so many if times? He's dragging it along her body oh. to create like a sensual sensation on the skin. Okay. There's champagne, every possible romantic trope yeah. that exists. There's flashes of them in a missionary position. Mm -hmm. She looks like she's having a very good time. Mm -hmm. So does he. Yes. Lots of smiles. And Lots head, of throwing heads. our heads yeah. back. Yeah. I like the contrast of their skin colors. It's very pretty. Who really puts the champagne on ice, though? I mean, if you're going to be... Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. It, it seems uh. like it would have taken... 45 minutes mm -hmm. to set this up and they had just come from a, a gathering so is he sort of like did he is he a super creeper <laughs> did he set this all up before he left for their gathering um or did he say like hang out here and watch an episode of uh real housewives while yeah. i go in the other room yeah i'm gonna go light all the candles and put on the sexy music yes for sexy time they have said that um, Jada Pinkett Smith, who was Jada Pinkett at the time, I think, I could be wrong about that, um, had a body double. And that's, you can absolutely tell because the booty on the woman... Does not match what a petite woman would be. No. no it was way too round. It was way... it was like a basketball, yeah. two of them. <laughs> it was, well, it was flat back and then all of a sudden, like, balloon. So if you're petite, 
generally speaking, you don't have a very petite and slim large hiney. And right. she does. Oh, yeah. it, it was yeah, a, at least in that scene. Was an it absolutely so. lovely honey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but so, what did you think that was steamy? What did you think? Uh, I think that was a little too corny, honestly, for mm-hmm. me. Like the the music tried to make it steamy, yeah. and there were like the short scenes of sensuality, but it did not appear to be. I last week, for example, we watched far more steamy scenes, and oh, from they Handmaid's were Tale. yeah, they were they were not cut, they were not overdone. It was literally, you could see the two individuals in the moment enjoying each other in the moment. This is one of those, and I'm not a producer for a Hollywood movie by any stretch, but it's almost overproduced. Mm. And because of that, it doesn't add any more sensuality in terms of the feel to it. If anything, it just kind of diminishes the feel and makes it feel more of an overly produced, tried sex scene. You sure. Know, that it just it doesn't really have it for me. I you know and so Julie who recommended this, um, it was very memorable to her. Um, I would say that's probably thinking back. It might be one of the first more prominent sex scenes in a uh, a film that casts exclusively black actors. Mm. So that's cool. However, uh, yeah, I agree. If it was overproduced and. A little bit on the But the two of side. them really seem to be enjoying it. So in the moment and the mood and, I mean, depending on the run-up, again, not seeing the moments leading up to it, mm-hmm. the run-up to it, if you're already feeling that that lighting of, oh, mm-hmm. there's a spark here and these two are, are really kind of in it, mm-hmm. I can see where in the moment that could kind of be the, the payoff. But if we're just watching it on the basis of that sex scene, it, it kind of didn't have it. Yeah. Can I tell you that if I ever walked into our bedroom and there were rose petals everywhere, I would assume the dog had attacked the flowers <laughs> and dragged it through the house. Uh, there's, I would never imagine that. And the, I, also, I mean, the candles. I would think that you had maybe become a Wiccan, yeah, <laughs> and were perhaps trying some sort of seance. I don't know if I'm mixing up Wiccan and seance if they do those things, but yeah. I, I would think something is going on. And gold chains with a five-year-old autistic son get broken, so there's no way <laughs> that a gold chain would hold itself in place mm-hmm. and would would be able to be used in some sensual way. Mm-hmm. Plus. I'm not really an oil fan. <laughs> so <laughs> Another thing I do like about this scene, though, I will say from a clinical perspective, is that we have lots of times where we're telling clients that you need to not just start kissing and then insertion. Yeah. or And I don't say it like that, by the way. But, you know, start kissing and go immediately to oral sex. We talk about needing to become familiar with each other's bodies. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll tell them for 15 minutes you want to touch each other. And like there shouldn't be any sex at all and encourage them to find out how they like to be touched and talk about that. And sometimes there's it's just dry. Sometimes, you know, we recommend, you know, find your favorite lotion, find your favorite oil. So the use of oil in this, Mm -hmm. you know, it can get kind of messy, by the way. Well, I don't know if there was any, as you would describe it, insertion. But if there was, uh, I didn't get the sense. All of that seemed to be foreplay. Yes. All of it. I. It's possible that maybe in the scene there was actual intercourse, but it didn't appear to be so. Mm-hmm. So they thoroughly were enjoying the warming up. Mm-hmm. And so that actually, that makes it a little more steamy now that I kind of think back on it, that this was not just two people getting after it right away. 
they were clearly warming each other up. And, yeah. And in a way that both of them really did seem to enjoy it. So and Blair looking back on it, I can see it as being kind of steamy. Yeah. Blair Underwood's character is very wealthy in this. And I'm wondering, do you think he had his hired help come clean up like, <laughs> like the oil and the... The candles. I don't know, but I would be doing so much laundry after that. <laughs> the whole oil thing, I'm sorry. You do that's do our laundry, not... so I, nope, I appreciate sorry. that. Oh, so that's why you're not doing these elaborate <laughs> scenes. It's because of the laundry involved. Far too much laundry. I, I actually kind of believe that. <laughs> now, if we want to go to a laundromat and somehow have some sort of a scene where there's like <laughs> borax in the background, maybe, maybe if you're lo- ever looking to really kind of steam me up, I guess that would maybe include it. All right. Maybe. I guess we found your kink. Roll me around in the in the <laughs> the big laundry hamper. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, <laughs> hello. Or borax all oh. over me. So the second movie we're going to move on to is uh, something my uh, oldest friend and I were talking about today because this is one of the funniest things we can remember seeing when we were kids. It's from a Wait, movie. You were kids and were watching sex scenes. Yes, but that when... seems really risque. You've met me, right? Yes. So, this movie... We're going to get a lot of blowback on this one. It wasn't... Well, and by blowback, I mean, like, social media... Oh! Reaction. I was 13. Okay. I wasn't a fetus. <laughs> so, this movie, um, Skin Deep, from 1989, it was kind of like a raunchy comedy with uh, John Ritter. Wow, God rest his company. Yes. Uh, great comedic actor. Yes. And this move, this scene is just funny. There's actually not any sex. The setup for this one is that John Ritter's character is going to have sex with a woman, mm-hmm. and he has a surprise for her. And it's all the new rage in 1989, the glow-in-the-dark condom. Mm. Wow. But what he doesn't realize is that her boyfriend, who apparently is not him is coming home at the same time. And he also is ready to go. And he has a glow-in-the-dark condom. That's conflict. And so the scene is shot entirely in the dark. So here we go. Let's watch a scene from Skin Deep, 1989. So someone walks in and we see... We see an erect... Well, clearly, that's either a small sword or an erect penis. Yes, an erect, a glowing blue erect penis. Yeah. And he appears to be walking across the floor. And now he ran away. <laughs> All of a sudden, it goes dark. Oh, and... oh, there's a red erect penis now. Yes. And she seems... She's scared because she realizes, uh-oh, a different paramour is here. And this is not the blue erect penis guy. This is someone else. <laughs> Look at that. So he's changing directions because he's clearly disturbed, and he goes to leave the room. He takes a hard left, and by hard, whoa! All of a sudden, there's wow. This is like <laughs> the the, bl- the blue penis is running from the red penis in the dark. You can tell the blue penis. They're like jump. crossing swords. Yes. It looks like a scene from Star Wars with a Is laser. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi here? <laughs> they, one of them just punched each other and they're now face down on the floor. Oh, with... Lord. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never seen that before. Yes. So... 
<laughs> it's there, very is there brief. a clinical explanation here? <laughs> Somehow, some way, what's the clinical explanation to that, please? You know, um, even though I watched this a long time ago, and when my friend mentioned it, I remember the scene immediately because I thought it was hilarious. In an otherwise kind of below average film. Right. I had never remember hearing that glow-in-the-dark condoms are something that people actually pursue mm. or even use. Flavored, yes. Uh, ribbed, for her pleasure. Mm. So they say on the yeah. on the bag yeah. box. But no, glow-in-the-dark, I'm not as familiar with them. So I don't know if they're still around. Mm. I would, I've got to think so. Yeah. A lot of the glow-in-the-dark stuff is making a comeback. Mm-hmm. So Neon if, colors are making a comeback. But just for, like... Human anatomy's sake, I want to explain that a glow-in-the-dark condom inside of a vagina or an anus, no matter how pale the person is, you're not going to see it, the light emanating through their body. Okay. In that case you're yes. curious in, about that. In case that, all of a sudden there's this like glow bug. Ooh, look at that. Glowworm. <laughs> do you remember glowworm? I do remember glowworm. <laughs> So it, it's on. It's actually a clip on YouTube if you want to look it up. It's really funny. Just so it's uh, really just a moment that happens outside when you're warming up. Perhaps that's the benefit, maybe the sexual benefit of of a glow in the dark of condom. Of the glow in the dark condom. It's just a kitschy, like, fun thing. Yeah. Just like you know, I don't know, putting chocolate on your stomach okay. or something for the other person to lick off. It's just kind of different. Yeah. I mean, in this case, it becomes one of these interesting things where if you have four or five partners in the room, it's like, well, which one is the one that I'm interested in? That's true. You know. And in that case, it became a red and blue. Mm -hmm. Which pill do I take? (laughs) Matrix now in theaters. (laughs) So I don't really have anything clinically to offer here about uh, condoms or glow-in-the-dark ones. Other than we find that a lot of people wear condoms that are too large or too small. So, because who really wants to buy a small condom? That's mm. actually for a lot of reasons. A lot of companies started calling them, I think, the smallest one large. Mm. And the next size, you know, like mother. Magnum. Mo- mother load or something. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> Magnum. Going up from there. Load. But it's really important to wear an appropriate size condom. Yeah. And how you know if it's... um. Too big is if it looks like, as Borat would say, sleeve of wizard. (laughs) And if it's uncomfortable, it's probably too small. Right, right. And you should always have a little space at the end for the reservoir. Yes. Yes, to put a little goldfish in. Yeah. And you always want to buy more than one Mm -hmm. for an experience in the event that you have an issue. Like a breakage. Right. And they do... Sometimes you need a fitting room experience and you determine, well, maybe this one is a little too tight, so maybe you So are you saying at Walgreens, you go into the fitting room and you try it on? (laughs) (laughs) But if you buy two or three, then you have the opportunity to kind of right size before it happens? Yes. And the expiration date on condoms should absolutely be taken seriously because they really do start to deteriorate Mm -hmm. and break down after that. If you store your condom in your wallet, it needs to be uh, replaced more frequently because the heat from your body will also Mm. cause it to deteriorate, assuming you keep your wallet in your pocket or your car. And don't open a condom with your teeth. Like, you see people go, and they like rip the package open. It's so easy to tear those things. Mm. 
So, you know, we find the perforation and open it. Um, if you can't afford condoms or you think that they're too pricey, um, you can go to your local health department and they often give them away for mm. free. And they're only a quarter in most restrooms when you actually like stop at a restroom. Really? Yeah. Oh, they don't have a lot. If of I'm not mistaken, it's a quarter. Maybe it's gone up to 50 cents, like a newspaper has gone up in price. But in a men's room, you often wow, see... Wow, you are so hip. Yes. You often see a condom a co- machine. A newspaper. Like right there. A yeah. newspaper. Yes, you like that? Yes. yes. A periodical, actually, is uh, is something that I still like to read from time to time. Now, when you're out in public, do the cigarette girls still go around <laughs> with their little tray and ask cigarette? you... Cigarette? <laughs> I've never... The only place I think I've ever seen condoms in a women's restroom is probably a club no men's restrooms still most most of the men's like gas station restrooms that you'll go to or maybe not necessarily like a higher class sort of rest area like not to a higher class rest area well what i'm gonna mention if if we can give them a free plug is (gasps) bucky's i don't recall seeing a condom machine in the bucky's that we have visited recently for their bathrooms clean bathrooms by the way uh but i do recall like um you know racetrack gate Petroleum, some of these other commonly known places around Shell stations around the Southeast United States, you go into men's room, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to find a condom machine. And I want to say they're only a quarter, maybe 50 cents. May I say something about Bucky's for a moment? Because you brought up Bucky's and I have to talk about it. Not everyone across the country and across the world has Bucky's, but they are a very large gas station and inside is the size of a huge uh, Walmart and they have the cleanest bathrooms. They do. And, and art. you hear the old, you know, saying that people sometimes hook up in bathrooms. Mm-hmm. They're the only bathroom I think I've ever been in. They'd be like, this is clean enough. To- it's clean enough to hook up in. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Although they always have someone who's cleaning. So the chance of oh, not, I'm not getting saying- caught. Oh, yeah. That that part. Yeah. Besides the point. Right. But, you know, it's it's a clean place. I think the last time we were in a Bucky's, I'm not sure if you saw it, but the mariachi band. Do you remember seeing them? Yes. Yeah. They were shopping there, too. I wonder yes. if they were hooking up in the bathroom. Uh, they were in the bathroom. I'll say that. And there was some music, but there was no no hooking up in the bathroom. That's quite an experience to Wait. see a man standing in mariachi pants, by the way, and trying yeah. to use the urinal. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I won't go further. Well, it's not like a normal pair of pants. I'll just say that. <laughs> so the last film that we're going to watch some of this sex scene is a French film from 2013. Controversial film. Excellent film. Blue is the warmest color. The film is exclusively in French. It is about a young woman. I want to say she's probably 16 or 17, maybe a freshman in college age who falls in love with uh, a slightly older woman. She might be 25. And I love you to death. There's probably nothing about me that you haven't seen. And I'm anxious to watch this Hmm. with you because it is a very intense sex scene. And it goes, I want to say, 11 minutes. But since, you know, people have things to do. (laughs) Yeah, let's edit for time, please. Yeah, so we're going to start off with a scene from Blue is the Warmest Color. Okay, so here we go. They are immediately naked. Wow, there's no warming up. They are into it. Yes. And very heavy breathing. Very heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. And uh, my apologies to our French listeners, but I cannot pronounce their names well. So I'm just going to say Frenchy one and Frenchy two. <laughs> so Frenchy one 
is now being orally pleasured by Frenchie too. Mm-hmm. This seems to be enjoying herself. Mm-hmm. There's lots of breasticles. Yeah. And I, watching this particular sex scene, it almost, I know they have ways of making sex scenes look real. I don't understand how they were not actually performing sex with one another. Uh, they very much are. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one, Frenchie one is definitely kissing Frenchie two's breasts, yeah. but. Yeah. Like, did you make clear up front? This is two women. I, I need to make sure that oh, did I, I thought the I listener did. up front understands. Yes. It's two Fren- women. Frenchie 2 has short blue hair. Yep. That's yep. blue is the warmest color. Yep. There's lots of breathing and um, standing up. I think there might have been a fingering of mm-hmm. a butt. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. You're very quiet. Well, I'm just kind of watching. Taking it all in. Yeah, taking it in. Okay, well, waiting since... for some sort of a moment, but I guess it's I all moments. This is the moment. This is the moment. So I'm anticipating something happening that there's a reason why you wanted me to watch this, but I think it's the close-ups, the yes, the sensual. She is now looking on her nipple. Nipple. So I have a theory. The reason you're quiet is because you've never quite seen something like this out of the, in a non-porn, right? Yeah, especially watching it with you <laughs> in, on on tape. Um, I think maybe I've seen something like this where, like, there were a bunch of guys around just kind of, like, hanging around, and all of a sudden two naked women showed up. Yeah, so one of the unrealistic things about this particular scene is they're changing positions like they would in a porn. Okay. Constantly. Yeah. And that's not how two people generally who are having sex for pleasure would behave okay so um the other thing we're gonna get to in a second oh there's some licking of the licking back. of the back wow okay yeah i wouldn't i'd have to be pretty clean to have someone want to have anybody lick my yeah. back frenchy too doesn't seem to mind no there's a lot of deep kissing. There's a lot of deep a kissing. A lot of tongue. Yeah, and I think saliva everywhere. I think Frenchie one is about on orgasm number six by this. Maybe. Um She's moving in from the back end now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So do you think this is steamy? It's pretty steamy, yeah, I would say so. Okay. And if if a woman is watching this, is this as steamy for a woman? I mean for a guy, obviously two women. With each other is pretty steamy, but not obviously, but yeah. a lot of straight men, particular bisexual men, find this steamy. Yeah. Okay, I think that's enough breathing. Okay, so right now they're doing something. We can pause it because it, again, it goes on for eleven minutes. Eleven minutes of that. Yes, wow. they're scissoring. Oh. And there's a big discussion as to whether lesbian women or bisexual women are having sex with one another. Scissor. You know what scissoring is? Yeah, yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> do, do they sing that while that's happening? <laughs> la, 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 They could. They could. Okay. Uh, what I find so interesting about this, and this movie is controversial for a couple of reasons, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But what I find so interesting about this is I think this movie, the scene is shot very clearly by a man wanting to titillate 
men. Hmm. I don't feel like this is about these women enjoying sex and like it, it. it's shot like a porn. Yeah. This is 11 minutes of action for a guy to dismiss himself mm-hmm. and... Dismiss himself? Well, or maybe watch and then dismiss himself, perhaps, after that's 11 minutes a, of it. That's such a interesting way of... Dismiss yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Leave the room to go... So every time class was dismissed? No. No. Okay. No. Just checking. Yeah, there was a thing about the bell. It was like Pavlov's dog. All of a sudden it was like, oh, hello. <laughs> so this scene is very long. These actors afterwards said that they were treated poorly by the director mm. and that they were sexualized during the filming of this. You know, when you're shooting a scene like this, how are you... I don't under. I'm not an actor. I've never been filming an intimate scene on film, so I don't know how you can. I guess there's a way to treat someone as a professional, mm-hmm. and then they're sexually sexually active on camera. To me, it seems like a a fine line that I don't mm-hmm. understand. Uh, they said that the women actually had covers on their over their vaginas, so when they're licking one another, they're actually like licking the cover, mm. but not the vagina, but I mean, we're talking, you know. I mean, know. that would be like saran wrap at that point. Like, what's... Right. It, it's not... First of all, you would feel it, I mm-hmm. would think. And number two, you really... It, it didn't appear as though there was any sort of cover mm-hmm. in any way. Yeah. But this is a very steamy scene. It, it is. It's very graphic. It does kind of have a, a feel of pornography to it. And knowing that it goes on for 11 minutes mm-hmm. is a bit much. Yes. Um. Unlike some of the other scenes that we've watched mm-hmm. that didn't necessarily show all the graphic detail, it, it could still be steamy. You don't need to see all of the visuals mm-hmm. in order to feel the emotion of the moment mm-hmm. and maybe even be aroused by the moment. And in this case, it's just right in your face. I mean, there's uh, there's no holding back. Everything Everything is there. Can I tell you perhaps what I find the funniest thing about this film? A friend of mine, who I know for a fact listens to this podcast, went to see this film with her parents. Ooh, at what age? Uh, she would have been about 20. Ooh, knowing that the scene was a scene? No, absolutely not. Ooh, that's uncomfortable. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable watching it with you. Oh. So, Ooh. anyway, I will say that she is on year seven of therapy. Is she? <laughs> Well, you had mentioned the si- the scissoring earlier. Yes. Is there some clinical... Oh, yeah, excuse me. ...point you wanted to bring up with that? Yeah, so scissoring is basically, you know... Uh, the two legs. Ex- yes, s- scissors as in uh, at 90 degree angles mm-hmm. to one another. So like basically outer uh, labias uh, dancing together or jamming or whatever. Uh, there's controversy about whether that's something women actually do. Mm-hmm. There's a video, uh, a couple of videos online of uh, women who have sex with other women who watch this together and they were saying, we don't do that. Ah. <laughs> but that's something commonly portrayed by straight women when they're acting. I see. Like with other women. I see. But um, people stimulate each other's bodies and their own bodies in all sorts of ways. Mm. I used to be under the impression before I became a sex therapist that when women stimulated themselves, it was dildos and they're always internal. And a lot of times 
uh, when women are talking about how they stimulate themselves, very little of it is necessarily internal. They stimulate themselves with their hands, with uh, pillows, with stuffed animals, whatever they can get their hands on that Mm. is somehow um, safe. Mm. And so given the... Is it the length of this one that makes you think that it was a man who did it or the graphic nature, the length, all of the other questionable material makes you think that a man... The number of times they changed positions, the way it's cut, um, it it really does seem like it's shot from uh, the perspective of someone who is turned on like this and Mm. most likely. And it it is a straight male Mm. that that directed this film. Okay. So that's blue is the warmest color. Yeah. So next time your parents are in town and we're talking about sitting down as a family and watching a movie, I think we're going to rule this one out. Oh, I thought we would rule it in. I mean, it was either that or like or Elf. <laughs> what's, what's the most wholesome movie that we could possibly consider watching with my parents when they come into town? Hey, Mom, what about Blue is the Warmest Color? It's about an ocean. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I've enjoyed it. If anyone has any comments that they'd like to share, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter at RealSexPod, R-E-E-L, SexPod. Or you can email us at RealSexPod, R-E-E-L, at gmail.com. You could even record a voice memo and recommend a movie, scene, or even the full movie. That would be great. We would love to hear from you. I think that'd be a really great idea to kind of interact with the audience. Keep it clean. Keep it short. Not 11 minutes. <laughs> Did I just see you bookmark this scene? No, no. I was looking at the uh, actor's names. Adele Chopo. That's why I didn't try to say that. Exarchopolis? Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out who the actors were. I also saw you hit like a favorite thing. It's your phone, so it's going to show up so many times now. Our son is going to get your phone, and all of a sudden he's going to see, what is this, Mommy? And you're going to have to explain scissoring. He is learning how to use scissors at school. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Oh, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. This has been another episode of Real Sex with Dr. Noel. Feel free to turn up the lights or not.